This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, here I am in Las Vegas today for the Consumer Electronics Show 2024. And I got to tell you, I got plantar fasciitis. You know what that means? I got a sore foot. Ah, geez. Uh, All I can tell you is that... Normally, I would say, you know what, I got to call it off. I just got to call. I can't do it. But I cannot miss the Consumer Electronics Show, especially with what is going on in technology today, With not only with cars, because this is a car show, but everything. As a matter of fact, one of the folks I'm going to talk to, I'm going straight to the folks that make the Ray-Bans that have a built-in camera in the, the sunglasses. They got built-in hearing aid you might say so you know you know you get older you don't want to wear hearing aids well your your sunglasses become your everything so for a car enthusiast right now it's the best of all worlds when it comes to technology because we still have like my demon that i still have not gotten yet and i'm waiting with bated breath a thousand and twenty five horsepower of internal combustion to the cars like the Teslas and all the electric cars and you have um, diesel, I have a diesel Jeep, you have everything, best of everything right now, but it's only gonna get better. So sitting with me right here is a uh, spokesperson from CES, his name is Scott Bavarnik, and he has got a lot to talk about. So Scott, first of all, let's talk about the numbers. This thing is massive, I mean, it's ridiculous. How big by the numbers is it? Massive doesn't even come close to describing this year's CES. We are expecting over 130,000 attendees. We have over 4,300 exhibitors. Over 60% of Fortune 500 companies are going to be represented here in some way. We have over 2 million square feet of space that's dedicated to the show. And that's not even including the areas dedicated to the show that we had going on before everything started. Mandalay Bay is part of this. Aria, the Westgate, LVCC. You can't find a hotel or area in Las Vegas that's not dedicated to CES right now. So it's funny because uh, buddies of mine are here. And they're like, hey, what day are you coming in? I'm like, well, the trade show starts on Tuesday, so I'll be there on Tuesday. And they're like, what are you, crazy? Because there's press releases going on. Some of the automakers, some, of course, the the big uh, digital technology companies. So you've got keynotes happening. You've got business going on by the, um, by the truckload and the trade show. So the trade show is part of it, but it's not all of it. Yeah, that's completely correct. So aside from the massive trade show, we have a lot of meeting space available for exhibitors to come together, talk about new collaborations, talk about business, places for the really big companies to grab a startup and uh, acquire them, if you will. We also have all these great areas for keynote addresses from large companies, small companies. Things are just going on everywhere. So the automakers were dominating the keynotes. What was it this year? This year, we really saw a lot of very unique tech dominating the keynotes. The one that caught a lot of headlines is L'Oreal. They are starting this new tech called Beauty Tech. This is beauty-integrated technology. Basically, the, like imagine a hair dryer that uses infrared light or a hair dye wand that can dye your hair instantly or AI adjusting the palette of your makeup to match your face. It's funny you talk about infrared light, and I would have never even, even had a thought about that till my daughter 
says, Dad, you need to put this infrared light on your foot. <laughs> I'm like, what are you? Get away from me with this stuff. But you know what's funny is she's using it to clear up her skin. And my wife had like a little rosacea or something. And she's so now my wife has bought one of these red light things. Yeah, it's like, what is going on? I don't even get it. I never even knew what plantar fasciitis was until I got it. And it's like everywhere because of obviously artificial intelligence. Everything I do now, I'm getting offered, you might say, by the concierge of my phone. A cure for plantar fasciitis. We're living in a whole new world. Oh, that is completely correct. We're actually seeing AI all over the floor in pretty much every single category. Gaming, auto, healthcare, healthcare especially. We have a lot of exhibitors debuting this thing called Digital Twin, which is basically a 3D digital model of you that doctors, physicians, whomever can take a look at in order to figure out what's going on. Yeah, it's funny. I actually saw one of these companies that and I, I I'm old enough to and you're probably not but you know Star Trek I, I'm I'm like an old well, Trekkie right? Star Trek. okay so there's, there's new episodes still right so I mean well the original Star Trek beam oh, me up yeah. Scotty right yeah, that's, that's way right so when when we were young me when I was young you know they were using transporters and beam me up Scotty and they had cell phones I don't know what the hell they called them but you know it's all way more advanced than it was even back in 1967 and eight when they made that but this company has a product now that can do all that kind of stuff where they had the you know uh, what's his name bones right oh, yeah. the doctor yeah. right yeah. he would come over and he would scan you and do it they have it now yeah the bemo it's actually one of the products we're most excited about it can scan you for at least four different major areas that doctors are going to look for when they do a general physician check best thing about the bemo is that you can put it in your own home just click a button scan boom you have a physical and I want to get these guys on at some point because it's just so brilliant. But you can also be on with your doctor while you're doing it. What's this got to do with cars? Listen, the more horsepower my car has, the more I better make sure that my heart's in good shape. <laughs> uh, let me take a break real quick. Uh, Scott Bavarnik is here with us from CES. The Consumer Electronics Show is off the hook. Don't go anywhere. The drive will be right back. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Hey, brother. Welcome back. I'm on the show floor at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas for 2024. Scott Bavarnik is here. He is a spokesperson for CES. I have been walking around and talking to folks and checking things out, but oh my gosh, it's like I don't even know how to, you know, they used to say eye candy. Well, this is mind blowing technology. You've got robotics, you've got AI. Some of it is a little scary to me. You know, this whole thing with AI. 
at first when I heard it, I go, oh, they're going to take over the world. But all of a sudden, I'm starting to see that if we can keep control of artificial intelligence, that they can do amazing things with it. What can you tell us about artificial intelligence? Yeah, so the first thing we want everyone to understand is that AI is an assistant. It is here to help us out with the biggest and most difficult tasks and make them a little easier. One thing we're really excited about with AI is how AI is going to help cars and drivers on the road. A lot of companies are right now debuting AI tech that can keep drivers safe, that can scan roads and areas for danger, slow down cars, give them alerts before they even see it. And this has been coming along, you know, for quite a while. I think Volvo and Subaru and car companies like this that are using the, um, I can't tell you if it's artificial intelligence, what they call it, but I know that it's watching, is that a dog? Is that a human being? Is that a ball? What's in the road in front of me? The car is kind of thinking and can actually apply the brakes, and that's what you're talking about. And so there you have a life-saving device using this artificial intelligence. Yeah, so we are seeing a lot of implementation into this, into cars for safety, but we're also seeing AI being used in cars to give people destination suggestions. So if they notice that a driver is going to the movies a lot and they're in a new town, the AI is going to be like, oh, there's a movie theater nearby. Hey, here, check out this map. If you like it, great. If not, let me know. I'll try to think of something better next time. So as far as automotive, it seems like some of the automakers this year took a step back. And I was talking to a friend this morning and I said, you know, in the political world, they talk about the Great Reset. I almost think that there's a little bit of a Great Reset happening in the auto industry because you have all of a sudden all these car companies coming out with electric cars, new car companies we've never heard of here in America before. But the fact that they're having to look at, they've got enough data at this point to say, okay, maybe we push too fast into this area. Maybe we need to come back a little bit and slow down in order to regroup and continue ahead. The good news is that maybe they're doing that this year because I'm not seeing as many automakers here as I have in the past. So what we're seeing is a lot of companies that previously weren't in auto to start getting into auto and companies that are in auto to start branching out to try to expand some of the offerings that they have currently. So a lot of major automakers like Honda, BMW, we're seeing them put advances into their existing cars like AR windshields. We're seeing... What's AR windshield? Oh yeah, of course. An AR windshield is a windshield that has a heads-up display imprinted on it. So basically it gets rid of the dashboard. You just look straight ahead, it'll tell you at the corner of your eye where you're going, speed, miles, gas, all the standard stuff. What are the big automakers that are here? I mean, you just mentioned Honda. I noticed Honda was here, Mercedes-Benz is here. What are the other ones? BMW, Volkswagen, I believe, I mentioned Mercedes. One that is gonna be very surprising is LG is about to get into the auto industry. Wait a minute, they make dishwashers. They not only make dishwashers, but they, if you visit their booth in North Hall, have a concept car that they are unveiling that they say is going to be the future of transportation. Wow, and it's got an automatic spin cycle. <laughs> spin the tires, that is. Okay, wow, this is uh, this is news. And then you have car companies like VinFast from, where are they from now? Do you remember where VinFast is from? Oh, I remember it was a place that... Vietnam, yeah. Vietnam. And I said to a guy the other day, I said, well, their stock is down. He says, but they've got a whole nation behind them. I thought, you know what? It's so interesting. All I can't say the politics, but the dynamics behind all these things. You have Tesla that is worth more than you know, more than we think it should be as the car companies. You know, I mean, look at Ford Motor Company, General Motors, and Tesla's like insane value. So then all these other car companies jump in 
and maybe their stocks aren't what they should be, but to my friend's point, they have an entire nation behind them. They will succeed one way or the other is what he said, and I don't know. It's like the future is to be told still. Yeah, of course. We're seeing a lot of car companies from outside the United States and international car companies coming to CES and display innovations we have not seen before. They have a lot of investment and support in their home nations, especially some of the Japanese and Chinese car companies. I'm expecting as time goes on at CES 25, 26, we'll see even more brand new car companies coming out of these countries. All right, we'll take another break and come back and talk more with Scott Bavarnik. He is from CES. This is The Drive in Las Vegas. Stay with us. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, featuring the 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. Equipped with 9.2 inches of ground clearance, all-terrain capability, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and a design that's bold and protective at the same time, the Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Welcome back from the show floor of the Consumer Electronics Show, CES 2024. CES spokesperson Scott Bavarnik is here. So much to talk about. If you don't mind, because there is so much, I'm just going to you know, kind of take a, a little bit of a detour off the car stuff for a minute because there's so many cool things that they all are relative to the car stuff. With Scott for a moment, I want to talk about robotics, video games, TVs, but I think I want to talk about this one that is just to me very bizarre, which is a vest that you put on for video gamers, and I know you're a big video gamer, Scott, that gives a haptic feedback to deliver pain. Now, how does that work? Yeah, so the haptics vest is designed for you while you're in a virtual environment to feel what your character is feeling. Yikes! Yeah, so I don't know, if you're playing a relaxing game or you're a farmer or you're playing like Forza and just driving around a track, it'll give you a sense of like the wind or the G-forces. If you're playing not so much of a relaxing game where you're fighting against, I don't know, a creature and the creature hits you, it's not gonna be that fun. But a lot of gamers are really looking for that immersive feel. I want one of these for my children, actually, that I have control over. Anyway, that's funny. All right, how about robotics? Now, everywhere in the North Hall, there was so much activity around robotics. Yeah, so a lot of our exhibitors are showing off robots we've truly never seen before. LG, once again, is showing off a three-legged coffee robot. It looks adorable. I don't remember if the coffee was good or not for having one of the first days, but it's cute. And a, a robot barista. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. At the same time, HD Hyundai, not to be confused with the uh, car manufacturer, they're unveiling brand new robotic construction equipment. This would be taking the place of like current diggers, excavators, fully autonomous, fully robotic, and they can do the job pretty well. What do you think about these, like Kubota? I went to see Kubota because I own a Kubota tractor. I own a Caterpillar. I own a Case. I own a bunch of them. Basically, the tractor world is about to be taken over by what you could call robotics, too, by self-driven machines. Yeah, so I was actually at the HD Hyundai keynote this morning where they revealed that these are going to be both a combination of automated machines and virtual reality telework machines, basically allowing tractor drivers to sit in the comfort of their home and drive their tractor. It's so bizarre to think, and I, I said to Kubota, I said, you know, 
I get it. I feed my cows every day and I get on my Kubota, start it up, and five minutes later, I'm done. And I could see an electric tractor. I mean, it would be fine for me because I feel bad that I'm not even hardly getting up to temperature, which is really not good to do on a diesel. To You need to run it all the way up to operating temperature before you turn it off. So I find myself waiting for my temperature gauge to go up. So there are applications for this, even though I'm not much of an electric car guy, I see that there are applications for all these things. Okay, let's talk about video games anymore you said um as you're a gamer this sony has a video game that is controlled somehow what involved with the car maybe give me that one so it's the opposite actually it's a car that's controlled by a video game controller. okay there i know i'm like huh so last year sony announced a partnership with a couple of auto companies i believe they settled on honda in the end to create a car that was controlled by a video game controller and this year they debuted it so you get the car you plug in your ps5 controller and click the uh, x button to go so, does the car actually go? It does. According to Sony, it is fully workable. So, are you driving it with a joystick? or? How you- yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's uh, controlled by the joystick. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess that young people like yourself, the last kind of video game I played was called Pong. Okay, so you know. Now <laughs> Back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. You, now you know how old I am. How about TVs? Okay, because first of all, I think I saw the coolest TV I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, same here. LG has distributed a transparent TV. Now, they're not the only company here with see-through TVs, but what I saw with theirs was incredible. It is basically a window when it's not turned on. Click the on button. Any image you want is on the screen. You can fade out different images to have, like, I don't know, a dancing character on the window. It's completely wireless, too, so you could just pick it up and move it, and it'll still be playing. Where are the electronics inside this thing if it's a window? That is a very excellent question. I am assuming they are somewhere on the TV. <laughs> yeah, they would. I mean, there must be a frame at some point. Oh, yeah. They're probably built into the frame somehow. But yeah. that's the amazing thing is that they have made everything seamless to where you just see a pane of glass. And the next thing you know, it's not projected. It's in the glass. Yeah, we are seeing companies with TVs that are flatter than pretty much everything we've seen before. Samsung actually has debuted a folding screen that is can lie almost completely flat on itself and still be a working screen, no crease seen. TVs these days have the clearest, be- most beautiful pictures and still just are completely unobtrusive. Unbelievable. All right, give me about 45 seconds on startups because I remember Jamie from Ring Doorbell when he first came here many years ago and he was just a guy that had a great idea and the guy's a billionaire now. And that happens a lot, startups. Oh yeah, we have a huge space called Eureka Park that's dedicated solely to startups. It takes up a mass amount of floor room in the Venetian Expo Center. This is where we have people like the sharks from Shark Tank just wandering around looking for the next big thing. And you're gonna see items that you've never even thought of before. Like um, there's one company that has debuted a rolling robotic ramen kitchen. So if you're at an airport, you want some ramen, you send for the robot, it'll make you a bowl, boom, you're good. (laughs) I did run into Damon John from Shark Tank and talked to him for a bit. I've interviewed him here a number of times. He's always here, you know, with his shark fin looking for a good opportunity. All right, well, thank you, and thanks to all the folks at CES. My opinion, CES is is so well run, and the staff and the the entire... um, Well, just the the event in itself, all of it is always just gets an A plus in my book. So thank you guys very much. Oh, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. And that's Scott Bavarnik. Thank you. All right. Now I got to go out on the show floor. We're going to grab some more people. I'm going to package it all together. And you guys are going to be along for a great ride. This is the Consumer Electronics Show 2024. We'll be right back. 
goes up and down this road, up and down this road, I'm going to buy me Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. I get no This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, I'm here at CES today, the Consumer Electronics Show 2024. And you know, I've always been a Ray-Ban sunglasses guy, and then now I'm wearing glasses for about the last 10 years. Most of my audience knows me. I've been on the radio 32 years. I'm 63 years old. You know, at this point in my life, I can't not wear glasses. I have to wear them. Whether it's sunglasses, my glasses that I wear right now, they turn into sunglasses. But when I saw Ray-Ban, I thought, I gotta go see what Ray-Ban's got going on. And of course they put me with the global head of super audio and nuance audio at Ray-Ban. I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm at a sunglasses place. What has this got to do with audio? Well, most guys my age are also starting to get a little hard of hearing. Stefano Jinko is here, and he is the man that just gave me a little test of what they're doing. You're probably going to do a much better job of explaining it than I am, because this is cool. It's built into, because I don't want to wear hearing aids, and this little hearing assist is built into the glasses. Yeah, so we are talking about a pair of uh, glasses uh, with integrated hearing solutions for mild to moderate uh, hearing loss. When you have just to explain mild to moderate hearing loss is that kind of hearing loss uh, that is not giving you the possibility to listen everything when you are in a crowded environment. Could be a fear like this one at CS as well as a noisy restaurant, whatever. So people start saying, pardon, can you repeat? Or why she's whispering? Or uh, can you speak louder? Or whatever. This is the typical situation that is affecting uh, billions of people. Official data coming uh, from the WHO is, are saying that uh, 1.6 billion in the world are having some kind of hearing loss of which 1.2 billion have mild to moderate hearing loss. So we are talking about a huge population and a huge opportunity, of course, to solve a problem that is affecting billions of people. In short, what the traditional industry is able to recover is the severe hearing loss or something in that range for different reasons. First of all, because it's not worth to invest that amount of money on average in the US is $4,600 for a pair of traditional hearing solutions. In our case, the customer will spend way less. So we are finalizing the pricing, but we are in the range of one-fourth or even less. 
Second of all, and probably most important, um, if you don't look at the pricing uh, uh, itself, uh, is the stigma. So wearing uh, traditional earring solutions uh, cause a huge stigma. So people uh, with that age, when it starts having some kind of uh, mild to moderate earring loss, are let's say, in their 50s. So they want to have some fashion stuff, like this pair of glasses that uh, I'm wearing and that you tried. So they are normal pair of glasses with complete invisible uh, hearing solution integrated in the temples. Their weight is uh, on the average of a traditional pair of glasses. In our case, it's 43 grams. You can mount any kind of lenses. So we really hope that with this technology innovation, we will really solve the problem of that billion of people. As you said before, and sorry, I have to, to correct you a little bit, we are Essilor Luxottica, that is well known for Ray-Ban, as well as Oakley. We have a lot of brands, house brands, more than 40, and we have concessions of more than 150 brands. So let me say that the vast majority of pyroglasses that you see in the faces of people are us. And we are also producing lenses, any kind of lenses. So it's important to say that when you and you are 50 or plus, uh, you probably need uh, glasses. So the combination of these two technologies, so vision and hearing, uh, is, uh, is in our product, is the Nuamps product. As you have seen here, but we are on a radio, so better to comment, uh, at launch we will have uh, uh, different styles, different colors, uh, and uh, this is just the beginning because we are planning to launch uh, more styles. We will start launching the product as over-the-counter in the, the US market, and then uh, we will expand in Europe and in the other markets. In the US, we are lucky because after the FDA registration that will take place in Q3, we can then sell in any given place. In our case, we are not planning to sell it everywhere, but we will start uh, in, uh, uh, from our own stores, namely LensCrafter, uh, or uh, Pearl uh, Vision uh, or um, Target Optical, and then we will expand to any given optician in the US. Well, I'm glad you corrected me because I focused in on the brand that I grew up with, Ray-Bans. But, I mean, I've owned Oakley and I've owned other brands and I'm wearing a different brand right now. So I'm glad to hear this. This is technology. It's a technology play. The company, say that name again. Yeah. Essilor Luxottica. So this is the parent company of all these different yeah. companies that are able to... combination of two uh, companies. It happened that two years ago we merged uh, Essilor, that uh, was a former French company, uh, worldwide leader in uh, lenses, and Luxottica, worldwide leader in frames. So now we are Essilor Luxottica, an Italian-French company, and as I said, uh, we are producing both lenses and frames. All right, let me take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk to you about kind of the rest of the technology, because as a, as a car enthusiast, I know you've had this for a while, camera built into the glasses, so it's amazing how you guys are really reinventing the mousetrap. We'll take a break and be right back with more. It is The Drive. Stay with us. The word 
never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Okay, welcome back. Still in the booth for glasses. And as I'm a little older guy, yeah, I live with glasses now. And you know what? So I want them to be a fashion statement. And people always come up to me and they go, hey, those are cool sunglasses. I go, no, those are just my glasses. And they just get dark. And technology is like, that's so cool. You can have glasses that get dark on their own. Well, that's like nothing in comparison to what this company is doing. Joining us right now is Ricardo Gaber. He is a senior director of go-to-market North America wearables and Ray-Ban in particular, I guess. But I'm talking about Ray-Ban because now you can get Ray-Bans with cameras in them so you can do like FaceTime with people while you're driving your car. And you can also have the ability to have a little bit of hearing assist. There's so much going on. And maybe, Ricardo, you could talk about... So for me, this camera... And I know you've done this now for a number of years, but to be able to have the ability to have all this built into your glasses and no one even knows it it's almost seems kind of like james bondish <laughs> thank you very much alan yeah definitely very james bondish i would say and uh definitely it's an opportunity to put a lot of technology in a wearable that consumers are very used to using as you know you know a large percentage of our population uses sunglasses or any type of glasses and you want something that looks good on your face so ray-ban is the ideal device the ideal frame on your face with the wafers as our iconic design and we've added technology with the partnership with Meta that will allow you to not only record pictures and videos but also listen to your music, send messages, send text messages and as well connect with uh, Meta AI to ask it questions and follow up questions and have conversations so that you can go into the internet and find out whatever you need while you are doing everything that you can do having your hands free. Right. So we've always said that, uh, you know, the, your eyes are your window to your heart. Well, this is the time where your eyes and your frames become the window to the tech world. What's funny is when I, I did the um, the audio, the, the kind of the hearing aid part of this whole thing that you guys are doing here. I, I don't know all the proper words to use for it because it's all tech words. But what it made me realize is that looking a person in the eyes anymore is a thing of the past because everybody's looking at their phones or looking at something else. And one of the things that's like in the movie Avatar, how they told each other, the male and female in this case was, how do I say I love you? They say, I see you. And with this new innovation, what is it called for the nuance audio, right? As you look at the person that's talking, it enhances the audio. 
even if there's all kinds of surround noise going around you. So you are forced then to look at the person because it actually makes the audio better. It's actually bringing back something that is a lost art, which is to look somebody in the face, which I love that. So you got that going on. And then all the technology now that you're talking about. But my mother-in-law bought hearing aids and it was like $7,000. And I guess the average is like $4,600. And he was saying these are going to be, you know, a fourth of that or maybe even less. This to me, this is like newsworthy stuff. And yet you don't hear about it enough. I'm interested why we are not hearing more about this. Even the car guys enthusiasts, because when I'm driving my new Dodge Demon or whatever it is, I want to be able to have my friends have the experience. My glasses give me the ability to do that. No, definitely. I think you bring a great point. I think the the more that we communicate with social media and with uh, different outlets like yourselves, help us get our technology out there. People want to have access to this technology because it opens such a huge opportunity for you to, again, as I say, have your hands free to do many other things. And also, as you say, look at the person and be able to translate everything that you're looking at immediately through your phone with the world. So you no longer need to be tied to the screen of your phone to be able to capture images, capture video, communicate. So you could be watching something and all of a sudden ask, hey Meta, can you tell me what is uh, that picture that I'm looking at? And it'll go to the internet, it'll go and look at what you're looking at and give you the answer to that. That's called multimodal AI. And that's something that is coming to our frames, our Ray-Ban Meta frames now in April. Unbelievable. So just around the corner. Now, as far as cost, if I want to buy the glasses that have everything, they have nuance audio and the cameras and meta all built into it. Is this all still going to, they're all going to work well together, you might say? Yeah, I would say definitely. If you see the Ray-Ban Meta frames that we have right now in the market, the price is extremely, extremely attractive. If you tie together all the technology that we're putting together, think about that we are replacing an EarPod or an Airbud. We are replacing, of course, your frame, which is also a Ray-Ban frame, plus maybe a GoPro because you can do live streaming on it as well. So you add up all those devices, you're talking about almost $900 probably cost-wise, and we are retailing our product for under $300 at base price. <laughs> that is unbelievable. And I got to tell you, I'm not an earpod wearer. They bug my ears. I don't like them. And it just, to me, this is like, this is like, oh, I hate to say it, but it's like a godsend for people that have a little, and I'm 63, I'm starting to, you know, it's like, what? Huh? What'd you say? You know, I know. And what's coming next is what my dad did before he went to the other side, you might say is, huh? What? And, you know, who wants to wear all these things that are signs of old age when you can be cool wearing a pair of Ray-Bans? Yeah, I know, definitely. I think uh, I would inv invite all your listeners to try out, go to any of our outlets and try out the Ray-Ban Metas. The Ray-Ban Meta collection is uh, readily available. And, uh, you know, once you try them on, I'm sure that uh, they won't want to take them off. So for the sake of my prescriptions, you guys help with that as well. Yes, definitely. So, uh, as you know, we have different types of outlets, uh, either lens crafters or any other retailer of uh, lenses, like any other ECPs. You can go to your preferred ECP, and they, if they work with SLR Luxottica, they will be able to do an RX for a Raven Meta. 
So for me, the car companies, Stellantis, which owns Dodge, Jeep, Ram, they own Maserati, Alfa Romeo. This is what Eslor Lazotica, is I'm saying it right? Is that basically, is, this is what you guys have done with a lot of these different brands under one roof. Yes, we have the opportunity to have uh, amazing partnerships with many brands and many brands that we own ourselves and many companies. So at the end of the day, what we try to do is uh, drive the best uh, experience and vision that can be available in many types of outlets. So it's also licensing of technology is what you're saying. So definitely there's opportunities and uh, things that we work in many companies that we collaborate with. Like in the case of Meta, we have a partnership and we collaborate with them to bring to life a product like Raven Meta. Gosh, I'm sure glad to be alive at this stage of uh, the history of the world. So maybe I won't have to wear hearing aids and just my Ray-Bans will do it for me as well as share my experience behind a 1,025 horsepower Demon 170. All right. Well, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. Live from CES. We'll be back with more. Now I have to worry about what is worse or what is best. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Welcome back at the Consumer Electronics Show today. And I come across the uh, folks of What Three Words. And if you're wondering what that is, uh, check it out online. What Three, the number three, whatthreewords.com. This, to me, when I found it about six years ago, I think, at the LA Auto Show, I thought to myself, this is absolutely the most brilliant idea because... Well, um, first of all, the CEOs here with us, Chris Sheldrick, I thought, I've raced the Baja 500. I've been on a glacier in Iceland. I've been in the Amazon jungle. I've been all over the world like this. I've been in China. How, if I needed something, would somebody find me if I didn't have an address or a coordinate? And all of a sudden, all I got to do is come up with three crazy words or let you and what three words give me three words and they can come within 10 feet of where I'm standing, no matter where it is on planet Earth. Chris, talk about what three words. Alan, you've done a phenomenal explanation. That is literally what we do. So every single 10-foot square in the world, there are 57 trillion 10-foot squares. We have named each one with a unique sequence of three random words from the dictionary. So something like table, chair, spoon, or filled count soap, so on and so on around the whole world. So I have also been on a glacier in Iceland, 
And if you need help, like emergency services help there, or you want to navigate there, then you can just take those three words, you put it into the navigation system of whatever car you're using, or you give it to somebody else, and they will show up at exactly that 10-foot square and find you or where you want to go. In a world of, well, we'll call it a perilous world, of um, lots of stuff going on right now, if there was an emergency, if there was some sort of a need for help. I was on a, the glacier, as you said, in Iceland, and I almost stepped into a, a, a what was a crack in the glacier that I would have gone down. How would I get help from a helicopter or somebody that could truly save me instead of just my buddies that are going, hey, are you okay down there? Right? This is how you do it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, there are literally true stories in the UK uh, where we're from. Uh, there is uh, someone who paraglided into a tree in a county called Wiltshire, and luckily they could get their phone out of their pocket. They dialed the local fire service and were like, I'm in a tree with my paraglider, and this is where I am. And now in the US, emergency services are using us here. The Los Angeles Fire Department are one of the first ones who've adopted it in a very serious way. So if you dial 911, speak to the fire department, you can give them the three words, they will know exactly where to send the help. And we are now county after county, state after state, going around the whole country replicating that. But over and above emergency services, what we're here at CES for is predominantly for car navigation. So on our booth, uh, you'll have just seen it as the, the Subaru car. Uh, you can get into your Subaru. You could just speak the three words and it will take you to that 10 foot square. We've got our uh, Mercedes, Lamborghini, Jaguar, Land Rover, 19 car OEMs we're now up to. So what we really want is when you buy your new car, you, we want you to get in it. Hopefully, what three words is pre-installed, so you can just type, speak those three words, and you will then get to the 10-foot square you want to go to. So pleased you're with Subaru. I've been working with Subaru. They're one of our title sponsors for a decade or more. And this is a vehicle that can take you to those outback places, you might say. Now, I want people to try and understand how you do this. You basically wrap the entire earth with a fishnet. And that fishnet, each one of the little squares within the fishnet is one of the squares that you guys give a name to. I don't know how any other better way to describe it than that. Do you have a better? Uh, that is correct. I've never used a fishnet analogy, but you're right. There's like a grid or a mesh over that whole world. And what we basically do is we say, okay, here's the latitude and longitude of each of those 10 foot squares, but that's a 16 digit number. And that's very hard. Like there are people, and I was one of them, who could just about user latitude and longitude but it's really difficult so what we're doing is just saying instead of this big long number let's simplify it by using three words table chair spoon has got to be simpler than reading out a string of 16 numbers and so in that subaru car and it's tiny actually it's a five megabyte file our tech offline so you could be in the middle of the desert no connection no nothing and it's still in that subaru it knows what three words correspond to what latitude and longitude times 57 trillion each of those 10 foot squares. I remember talking about some of the places in the world where there's there's no streets, there's a hut, and you need medicine perhaps, or a baby has been born and needs help. How do you tell help to get there? And when, when they explained all this to me, I thought to myself, oh my God, this is brilliant. Chris Sheldrick, thank you, this is brilliant. What three words, the number three, whatthreewords.com, all automakers should have it. All emergency services companies and 911 or whatever it is, fire department, I don't, every single one of them should have it because it's exact coordinates to where you may be in need of help. Thank you for bringing this company to the States and doing it here because 
I just feel like it just hasn't gone far enough and I want to help get it out there. All right? Thank you, sir. Pleasure. Thanks so much, Alan. We'll be right back from CES. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, featuring the 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. Equipped with 9.2 inches of ground clearance, all-terrain capability, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and a design that's bold and protective at the same time, the Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show here. I'm at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, uh, CES 2024. And I got to tell you, it's it's evolved into almost like an entire another planet. I feel like I'm on, you know, kind of like the Star Wars movie set when you went, when they went into the bar and there's all these creatures from other planets and making different noises and there's this funky music playing and it's just it's like not real at the consumer electronics show you have robots walking around you got coffee baristas that are robots that are putting the coffee into the cup of course and then delivering it to another robot that delivers it to the person this is like star wars a buddy of mine asked me he says hey can i go with you he's a canadian guy hey can i go with you hey Troy Aberley, he's uh, he's a tractor guy, right? He worked with John Deere for a lot of years. He was the number one sales guy for John Deere in Canada and North America, selling, was it $43 million in one year worth of tractor stuff? Yes, yeah, $43 million. Which is insanity, which is like four times the average sales guy. And you know what, listen, I also do a show for Entrepreneur Magazine, and I meet people like this, and then we become buddies because of the tractors, because now I'm a tractor guy on top of being a car guy. But Troy is here, and then he says, you know, my son, Luke, who's been doing product reviews for companies, big companies, he would review their product and give a kid's view of what he thinks the product could use maybe or what's good and bad about it since he was nine years old. So I called the Consumer Electronics Show and he's 15 now and so Luke is also here and we're going to hear from him in a minute. You're not, even, you're not supposed to be in here unless you're 18 years old. Luke's 15 and they're like, oh no, he can't go in there. And oh yeah, if you know somebody, you know, like the management and he's got a real going concern He's an influencer at 15 years old. Well, he's here and he's going to talk to us too. But Troy, so you and I went over to the John Deere booth. I mean, so for a moment, let's talk tractors because in there was one of the Imperial Walkers that was green. (laughs) It was John Deere green. What did you think of that thing? And maybe just give me a couple of minutes on, first of all, uh, John Deere. And then I want to talk to you about uh, CES. But what did you think of that monster tractor? Is that just normal for you? Well, it is because, you know, equipment has had to become so big 
and so capable of doing so many things. And I don't think people realize, you know, how agriculture, how important it is to the economy and the industry, but also some of the challenges that are taking place in regards to labor, safety standards, just all kinds of different education and problems. So it's getting harder to find skilled labor that can run this equipment, but also do it efficiently so that you can do it in a way that can perform and be profitable to accommodate, you know, high land prices, high input costs. And John Deere now over the past, I think that's this is their third or fourth year for CES has been a part of introducing some really cool technology that they can showcase here. And they've been getting honorary awards and I think maybe even some awards that, you know, to name a few that have done really well in. But technology is definitely something they're great at. So it seems to me like that had to be perhaps a million dollar tractor. Yeah, it would be, I, I would think like I'm used to Canadian prices, but yeah, it would be a, a million dollar tractor for sure in Canada, maybe eight, nine hundred thousand dollars of the American money. But you do have, yeah, it's a four track machine on a row crop tractor and set up for a very wide stance for uh, usually high value crops. It's so funny to think that, you know, a Bugatti is a couple of million dollars and you got uh, Paganis and, you know, and it's like, and people pay that like it's nothing. But here's this, this, this amazing imperial walker <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it any other better than that with tracks on it it's it's like you know the size of a building that seems like a bargain but you said something there i want to just call you out on technology being important to this tractor company and, and i happen to know the great 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 grandson of john deere and they're so interested in technology today more so maybe than the tractor itself for sure. And I think, you know, something to, you know, to say to that, when I drove a Tesla for the first time last year, I didn't find the technology that fascinating because honestly, the tractors that I've been selling and working with have been doing a lot of the same things, whether it's be autonomous, driving by itself, within precisions of, think about this, when we're planting or cultivating, we're doing that within half a centimeter of accuracy. We're spraying weeds, only the weed and not the rest of the plant, with that much accuracy at 14 miles per hour. So in a way, what you're seeing in the automotive industry has already been happening in the agriculture industry, yet the agriculture industry was trying to catch up to the automotive industry. Now it's almost the other way around. And so it's over the past 20 years, you've seen it flip-flop in many different ways. I love this stuff, man. To me, it's a mechanized machine. It's a mechanical thing. And even a wristwatch. I, I asked the president of Rolex why they sponsor like the Daytona 500 or any of these races. And he was, uh, I can't think of the guy's name anymore, something Mr. Fisher. And he says, well, if you think about it, in order to have a race, you must first have a timepiece. <laughs> and right here we are, back to this again. You know, the tractor industry is so far ahead of the car industry like you're talking about in, in this way, but it's probably because it's only going 14 miles an hour that it has the ability to take things a little more slowly. All right, we'll take a break. My buddy Troy Oberly is here and his son Luke, and we'll hear from him in a minute. It's his first time at the Consumer Electronics Show. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. 
Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back, Alan Taylor. It is The Drive all across America and today in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show, CES 2024. Now, I've been coming to this for years, decades. We'll just say it. All right, I'm old. And the technology is, to me, it's like every time it's like, oh, my God, did you see that? Oh, my gosh, did you see that? Oh, my gosh, did you see that? What have you seen? Oh, my gosh, can you believe this? Can you believe that? I don't know. Where do you start with all this? So I'm just going to kind of say to you, what have you seen, first of all, that you still are, you can still feel the flavor of it in your mouth, you know, like when you have a good piece of chocolate? What stands out to you, Troy? I think making people's life easier. There's definitely a statistic is it's over 90% of people are dealing with stress, mentally and physically. And you take a look at the technologies that are, that are out there. It's overwhelming for us. It's causing me stress today. But really, take a look at the company that's producing glasses for Ray-Ban, where they're tying together from what you see is what you get and with that motto there wherever you look the sound is being amplified through the arms of your glasses which is allowing people to really have a much more meaningful conversation not always asking what or pretending they heard it and you don't have to look like you're missing something or that you're disabled because of of having to wear hearing aids and and a lot of people can't afford this stuff but tying it together makes it a quarter of the price of what it really would cost otherwise and so i think you know i look at at some of those products alan plus also the things that are in the you know automotive industry or or any industry being able to, to transport information transport people transport supplies with ease and that's causing a lot less stress to people you know it's funny one of the companies that uh, I introduced you to, actually, uh, Ariely Capital, they're going to be doing a event in Milan, Italy, later on this year, and I hope to go to it because it's uh, technology in the fashion industry. And so, what did you just describe? With, with actually, it wasn't just Ray-Ban. Ray-Ban's one of the companies that are doing it, but Oakley and all these other ones as well. Sunglasses that do more than just, you know, keep the sun out of your face, out of your eyes. It's just brilliant, and it's fashion at the end of the day. But it's fashion that you almost can't live without. You know, look at, have you ever seen somebody wear ugly sunglasses? Yes. Have you ever seen somebody wear ugly spectacles? Yes. But when all of a sudden it changes from not just spectacles, but a hearing aid or something that actually will give you the ability to share technology, share your experiences without risking your life to do it, which I've done. And it, it's not smart. Anyway, so that's why I look at it and go, that's brilliant. And who doesn't love, in this case, Ray-Ban? And so uh, I agree with you on that. Have you seen uh, anything else? Like, uh, you, you know, you're talking about uh, one thing that I was walking around with you and these scooter things that these kids ride. There was one in there that had like a snow back tire wheel thing, whatever. I Describe that because we all looked at it and geeked out. Oh, that was really cool. So normally you have two wheels. Now some have front wheel drive and rear wheel drive. The ones that we usually rent from, you know, the the different companies are the rear wheel drive. This one had a full track on the back, just like a snowmobile, because that's what it is, is a a snow machine. And it had a track, must have been, what, about 12 inches long, that bite that's going to be on the the snow. And then a ski in front to really cruise uh, around uh, being able to take advantage of snow. Well, let's be honest, there's a lot of places and... uh, 
opportunities to use that, whether even military, agriculture, you know, there's just a lot of great things where it does snow a lot and that would become really quite useful rather than waiting for it to thaw out to get back to your tires. So another one was, uh, since you and I both have off-road machines and you live in, in, in outside of Alberta? Yeah, Calgary. Yeah, yeah. Calgary. And so you, I noticed a lot of your pictures, you're in the snow. These side-by-sides, these four-wheel drive vehicles, the UTVs, now have tracking systems built into them from at least Polaris in this case. And then you have something also like What Three Words, of which we interviewed the, the president of the company. It's brilliant because, it, like for you and your kids, go out in the outback, you might say, and all of a sudden something happens. One, you know, gets hurt. You can go right to where they are. And not only from the tracking device, but if your son uses what three words, he can pinpoint anywhere in the world where he is within 10 feet. So we have technology now making our world a safer place. Then we have artificial intelligence, to me, making the world a scarier place. But um, we're going to take a break. I want to talk to your son next. First of all, last words on CES. Are you having fun? Absolute blast. Alan, thank you so, so much for for uh, setting it all up so we can both be here. And it's it's been on our bucket list for six, seven years already. And it's just an absolute blast to witness it with you. Thank you. Well, it's life-changing experience, I think, for anybody that gets to come to this awesome event. Thanks to the folks at CES for setting it up for Luke as well. We'll hear from him next. It's The Drive. Stay with us. never carries a lot of weight never forget never settle never surrender and now dodge is proud to announce never lift the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up with the 475 horsepower durango srt 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo dodge charger and challenger and the introduction of dodge power brokers your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts for more on the never lift mindset go to dodge.com dodge is a registered trademark of fca us llc Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. All right, welcome back. Now joining us is perhaps one of the first 15-year-olds ever allowed in the Consumer Electronics Show, Luke Averly, and he has a... Well, he has an interesting uh, side business, side hustle, you might say, from, you know, doing schooling and all that kind of stuff. But he actually tests products and then gives feedback to some of these big companies from a kid's point of view. He's been doing it since he was nine. He's 15 now. And uh, Luke, first of all, how do people find you if they want to see some of what you've done? You can go to my website, lukesview.com. You can check me out on YouTube. It'll be Luke's View as well. It's kind of Luke's View everywhere. Okay. All right. So you've been wanting to come here. It was on your kind of your uh, wish list, bucket list. Give me your first impression of CES, first of all. It is mere incredible. It is super awesome to see companies, massive companies, actually innovating and creating a better lifestyle and better overall life experience for average consumers. Right. Usually you see, you know, big technologies or robots going, you know, to these big corporations to make them more money. But it's actually nice to see this technology going towards the consumers to make their lives better. What excites you the most so far about is, I mean, it's a, um, the video gaming world, maybe not so much because you've been doing that. Is it technology in itself? In other words, um, well, I mean, there's, there's so many different parts of technology these days. You know, AI is technology. I mean, what excites you? I'm just curious. 
I would say technology is a big thing. AI specifically, if we look at uh, agriculture, it's a really big thing, AI and agriculture right now, and has been. Yes, and coming from a tractor salesman's son, I get that you're going to agriculture. <laughs> well, it's massive and it, you know, it creates more precision, it saves lots of money and it makes your life a lot easier. Again, if you look at AI, even in robotics, how we saw that coffee maker there, that robot makes the coffee, puts the cream and does everything and then hands it off to another robot to make it, right? Those are different AI pieces that you know, can make your life easier, it can make it faster, you know, there's less human error and, uh, and it's really neat to see with that technology. You don't drive a car yet, but do you have any thoughts on automotive technology? You know, for me, the self-driving is super cool to see how precise it has gotten. You know, just even a few years ago, you know, you could really only take your hands off the wheel for, what, 15 seconds, and then it would sort of steer in the lines for you before veering off. Now you have full self-driving, which is really, really cool to see. And you, know, you can, you know, pretty much take your hands off the wheel for a very long time, and it'll guide you through the mountains or down a racetrack or whatever, and, you know, do it almost perfectly. So for the 15 year olds that possibly could be listening, when you leave this interview, is there a booth you would like to go back to and visit more and what is that? I would like to revisit the whole floor again as a walkthrough. I think when you go through it the first time, you're so amazed by certain pieces of technology that you gravitate towards that. But I'd like to go through it again and see the pieces that I missed or that I skipped through because I you know, veered off to a certain company that I admire that was innovating. All right, and then is there anything that was shocking to you? Like, oh my gosh. You know, I think everything's pretty shocking. Seeing the robots is a big thing for me. I've never really seen it before. How they walk around and how you can actually go over and kick them and they can, you know, balance themselves again like a, an actual human being. And uh, yeah, there's, I mean, the technology here and the innovation is, you know, mind blowing. And sometimes you can't even comprehend some of the things that has been seen here. You're literally in the middle of a mind-blowing situation at 15 doing an interview on 100 radio stations or so. Tell the world how you got started in testing products. You know, if we go way back to when I was seven years old, most people actually don't know this, but I was infatuated with batteries. AA, AAA, DC, car batteries, the whole works. It was batteries was my passion. For a few reasons. One, I had a few products that just used the batteries all the time. And certain batteries would last a lot longer than others on technology. So cameras, speakers, that type of thing. And when I really started to review these batteries and look closely into them, I realized that some were better than others. And that kind of carried me on into different products, you know, looking at headphones, looking at speakers and, you know, phones and laptops and all that kind of stuff, seeing that some were better than others for different situations. And so when I took that at nine years old and said, you know what, I want to take my passion for reviewing and, and actually looking closely at products. And I wanted to give my opinion on those products from a kid's point of view to, you know, the average person that just wants a generally good product that will last them a long time and do what it's supposed to. And not just a gimmick or a thing that, you know, won't last very long, but an actual product that will do what it's supposed to. And so, you know, that's kind of how I got started and I'm super passionate about it six years later of still recommending those products and helping out adults. What are some of the cool products you've got a chance to review doing this uh, Luke's View? You know, there's a couple, Yeti for me is one that I'm passionate about. You know, their products may not be the most exciting, but they're, you know, very rugged and very durable. And, you know, I love products that, you know, can last for generations that, you know, you take out everywhere that spend lots of time with you and that, you know, 
just really are built very well. Another company I love is Vosker Cameras. You know, they make security cameras and trail cameras that are actually connected to LTE, a 4G towers, the same ones that your phone is, and also uses solar panels to run them. So you don't need, you know, Wi-Fi or power to run these security cameras, which most of the time you do need. So that's another company that uh, I really love. Well, I think you guys can see I found my succession plan in young Luke Skywalker. I mean, Luke Aberly here. <laughs> wow. It's really been fun having you here, Luke. And, and again, thanks to the folks at CES for seeing in you a future entrepreneur, media journalist mogul. And um, so we'll go out and do some more walking around and see what we can find. We've got a whole bunch more on the show here. Gosh, I mean, I wish all of you guys could come to the Consumer Electronics Show. Maybe you have a friend or somebody that works in the industry that you can uh, talk them into bringing you with sometime. We'll take another break. Thank you, Luke. Thank you. Okay, and uh, thanks to Troy, his dad. We'll take a break and come back with more from the Consumer Electronics Show right after this. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America today in Las Vegas. Um, you know, the, the flying cars right over there. This is called Learn to Fly from Foo Fighters. Uh, and the flying cars just just around the corner. Um, so while I'm walking around, I keep bumping into people that I know. And so I'm in Blackberry's booth. Remember the Blackberry? I'm in their booth. And I, I, I see this guy. He's like, hey, what's going on? He's talking to somebody else. He's waving. I go, me? He's like, yeah. And I'm like. I, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> and it was my old buddy, Sterling Bratz. And Sterling, I was like, I was trying to think, you know, how you get disoriented at these big trade shows. And then, I don't know, I haven't seen you in a couple of years. You know, first of all, what have you been up to? What were you doing with BlackBerry? Yeah, it was great to see you. It was like old home week for us, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, uh, we were there, believe it or not, you know, back in the early days when I first met you and we're hanging out. It was a company called AutoNet where we were, you know, we invented the internet in the car and we were working with all the manufacturers. And one of our product lines was Uconnect, which was in FCA and now Stellantis vehicles. Right. And, um, and there's sort of a 2.0 version I've been working on since. And that is in vehicle car payments. And we were Ooh. very fortunate to partner with BlackBerry and the QNX platform, which is, uh, I know everyone's asking, like, <laughs> I always get asked this a lot. I mean, the phone guys, but the reality is, is BlackBerry owns QNX and they've developed one of the most intelligent 
and largest operating systems for cars worldwide. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and we've been very fortunate that they chose us to integrate our vehicle payment platform on top of their QNX and IV platform to make payments available to people's cars. So I saw this. It was so busy in the booth. You and I were supposed to hook back up, and then both of us blasted out of there at the last minute. And uh, so I'm calling you up to do this. This Car IQ Pay. Now, to me, first of all, I don't even know what the hell QNX is, but to me, whatever it is, if I can do stuff like if, you know, because listen, I'm an old radio guy. And I remember, you know, from many, many years ago, people want, they want to know how many people are listening and how many people, you know, uh, actually called the 800 number that uh, you gave out on your commercial. Well, this brings radio back into focus for, I think, many advertisers from my standpoint, because if what you're saying is that if this is integrated into the car through the, well, the QNX platform, mm-hmm. if you hear a commercial, you can then buy it right through your radio. Am I saying this right? Yeah, these are some of the things that we're working on. You not only can purchase through your vehicle for in-car entertainment options like that, radio, satellite radio, that type of thing, but you can also allow that car to connect directly to merchants and pay for things outside of the car, like, say, fuel, EV charging, tolling, parking. Believe it or not, we even have cars that can go into brick-and-mortar service centers, like, say, a Bridgestone service center, Firestone service center, or Jiffy Lube, and connect with the invoicing system and pay the bill. And there's no credit card involved. I love this, man. This is absolutely fantastic. So from our very brief, quick, because you were so busy, conversation, this is coming out, rolling out later on this year? So we have two products. So we're in market today. We have actually a cloud-based product that works in the fleet space. Right. So we literally have thousands of fleet vehicles on our platform where the fleets are using us instead of credit cards and they're allowing their cars to pay for fuel and tolling and soon parking. And so that's out there today. And then working with Ivy and Blackberry, we've now designed one that can be embedded inside the car. And that's a really important one. It's one we've been working on for years. So we debuted it this, uh, this week at CES, but what it really does for the customer is it allows payments to be added to the vehicle when it's manufactured but also it creates a one-touch payment experience in the dash for the drivers and the passengers. And that is something that I think is a big first for the industry. So I guess my first thought is, and I absolutely agree, and I think it's great for, you know, like you said, with fleets, because then they don't have to have credit cards, which can also be abused. But can this be abused? If Let's say your car gets stolen. How do you keep that from mm-hmm. happening? I'm sure you've got plenty of safeguards, but that's the first thought for most people, I imagine. Yeah, and that's one of the the first things that we solved. It was, you know, when I started the company, (laughs) you might laugh, but you'll totally get this. My vision was simple. Cars are simply driving around looking for things to pay, and it's a massive market. Right. But I couldn't believe they were using 40-year-old credit card technology to pay for dead dinosaur juice. (laughs) And Uh, and then there's all this fraud around it, right? You know, card skimming and people stealing cards. Right, 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 yeah the mental gymnastics behind the card was ridiculous. And I thought there's got to be a better way to pay. And so I really started thinking about, wow, there's all this data in the vehicle. Like one car produces a terabyte of data every hour. And I know that's pretty nerdy, but that's how I was thinking about it. And then I started realizing that when these cars are driving around looking for things to pay, it's a 
$600 billion market based on five things that people do every day. Fuel, tolling, parking, repair, EV, and insurance. Just those five things. Holy mackerel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts how much is out there. And, And they're all using credit cards. Right. And so we figured out how to use the data from the car to create an identity for that vehicle and then allow that vehicle to simply drive into a gas station, connect directly to the gas pump. All the driver has to do is put the pump number in their dash or in their app on their phone, and that's it. And they get a receipt after they're done paying for fuel. Unreal. Yeah. I I can only see this is like perhaps maybe the tip of the iceberg for in-car paying, you might say. And um, it's called Car IQ Pay, and you can put a dot com on it if you folks are interested. If you're working for a, an auto manufacturer, of a you know a fueling company or whatever parking organization, because more and more, you know, we went. Of course, we went. You know, to a couple different casinos, and you know, you're, all these events were going on during CES, and I thought it was brilliant that you go in the parking garage and and there's like. Red light, red light, red light. Every spot, there's a car in. There's a red light on. But where there isn't, you can see one, two, three. There's three available. There they are. Right, Go right to them. And I imagine if it was a pay-to-play kind of a thing, when you pulled into that spot, you could probably use this type of a thing. So I, I imagine parking garages are going to be a, a big thing for you guys as well. Oh, absolutely. We get that request all the time. Yeah. You know, people simply want to... They want to be able to pay for that garage without pulling out a credit card. They want to know where it is ahead of them. They want to know where the space is. And those are the things that they get on the platform automatically. Mm-hmm. What we're learning is all the information that can be traded between the car and the, and the person they're paying with yep. really makes the whole thing very simple and easy to use. Yeah. Well, I was going to say how long until you'll be able to be driving along, listening to your favorite radio station perhaps, or... Or, I mean, gosh, I mean, this technology is going to continue to evolve. I imagine they'll be able to have embedded codes even in, it's like if you um, are listening to something through, you know, I don't know, any one of your devices, would you be able to buy something using your car that somebody is advertising in your car on the audio system, on the entertainment system? How long before that's going to be available? That kind of a thing. Yeah, those are the things we're working on right now with it. Okay. But absolutely, it can be done. Unreal. Yeah. This is the yeah, future. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, we think that's a huge market opportunity. And yeah. since the car has essentially its own wallet, right now it's just about linking the two together and you, enabling that payment. So you, you we just, totally see that. You know what? Yeah, you just gave it a name. The car has its own wallet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so you were at CES. Did you get around a chance to walk around a little bit before you jetted out? Yeah, I did. I always love walking around and seeing how people are thinking about things in the future. And, you know, having been going there since 2007, I always find it fascinating. You see things on the floor that you think might be a little wild, but then three, four, maybe five years later, it starts becoming mainstream in society. And uh, in fact, I always remember in those days, it was, I would go to CES and I'm sure you heard the same and the first thing I realize is my phone's too big and my TV's too small. Um, and then now it's completely changed. You know, I was walking around and everything is about machines and about machine connectivity, obviously machine payments like what we're doing. Right. But a lot of LiDAR and a lot of vision components for machines and a lot of AI automation. So yeah. I thought that was fascinating. Well, you know what? It's uh, it's just an awesome event. And uh 
I, I can't believe how many people I saw from years gone by. You were one of them. Sterling Pratt's, uh, the company is CarIQPay.com. This is the future. I'm telling you, I love it. I'm glad it's one of my friends. Thank you, Sterling. Hey, thanks, Alan. Really appreciate it. It was so great running into you. Good running into you, too. Uh, And we'll uh, we'll take a break, and we'll we'll catch up again soon. I want to keep an eye on this because I think this is important stuff for you guys. The car's wallet, and I got my hand on it. We'll be right back, everybody. Stay with us. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, featuring the 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. Equipped with 9.2 inches of ground clearance, all-terrain capability, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and a design that's bold and protective at the same time, the Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Okay, so uh, I go to Las Vegas. I spend several days there. I'm hanging out with BJ Colleen. And then I can't find her. I'm looking everywhere for her, and she's not responding on the phone. I don't know what happened, but I had to get an Uber and go to the airport. And I'm back in my studio now. So the, the one person I was with, I couldn't catch up with to do an interview with. So I got to do it on the dang phone. What is going on? Where were you? <laughs> I was there. Well, most of me was, was there. My voice wasn't there. Oh, jeez. So that's what was oh, missing. Oh, so listen, first of all, it was fun hanging out with you. And uh, all I can say is I really love CES because, first of all, the show is run so well in comparison to other trade shows. Yes. And you know what? It should be. But all trade shows, when you you're talking about you know, huge, gigantic trade shows. You would think that, you know, at this point in history, they've got them figured out. Well, the electronics industry does, but it's it's about the people, I got to tell you. So a big thanks to Pam Golden, who we've been working with for years because uh, she she greased the wheels of um, of making things happen. And uh, so anyway, but uh, yes, we she's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I had earlier on, you know, we, we took this 15-year-old there for those who are just joining us. This young kid, you're not supposed to go in there unless you're 18. And I had to get special clearance for this, this super genius, Wile E. Coyote. And, uh, you know, this, this kid was brilliant. I feel inferior to him, and he's only 15. Anyway, but uh, I got to tell you, he was so great. And I thought, you know, the only thing missing now is I got to find BJ. And then I, I couldn't before I had to blow out of there. So I do have, you know, we got one and a half segments for you. What was it? that stood out in your mind that was just like blew your mind or was it just you have a bunch of stuff on a list i don't even know well first of all it's an incredible show you're absolutely right i mean it's not just the convention center but it's at the venetian it's at the mandalay bay it's at the bellagio there's just so much it is just everywhere everywhere. and it's mind-boggling technology you know we're talking about artificial intelligence we're talking about chat gtp we're talking about self-driving vehicles it really is like walking into a future tech, and yeah. it's just it just blows you away. But there were so many couple of things that I just saw. One of the ones was talking to Amazon. You know, Amazon's been trying to get into the car market for a while, and they're getting in there with the Siri and things like that. But I saw a demonstration, 
in a BMW model where it's their Amazon's large language model technology, which is interesting. But basically, you sit inside and you don't need an owner's manual. There won't be an owner's manual in the in the glove box. It's all done through voice and artificial intelligence. So you can say, hey, uh, you know, BMW, tell me about the drive modes. And it would tell you all about the different drive modes. And you can say, okay, set the sport mode for me. So it would set the sport wow. mode for you. Yeah. And even the demo said, explain to me like I'm five. And it really dumbed it down. So <laughs> it's just mind-boggling what artificial intelligence can do. So uh, I would have to say, explain to me like I'm three. I got a three-year-old and a five-year-old. Two vastly different explanations from five to three. I need a three. Year could. It probably could. <laughs> probably could. It's just, but that it's just amazing. Amazon, boy, that's wild. Yeah, Amazon, and so we're going to see. But again, it's only for one specific model. Like for now, Lincoln, you can use Google Assistant. You can use Alexa. You can use, you know, um, Siri in the cars. But there, this is going to be limited to one manufacturer. So. Whatever you choose, choose wisely. Because, yeah. you know, GM's not doing CarPlay anymore. So it's, I it's think that's a helpful. huge mistake, don't you? I agree completely. Oh, my gosh. All right, hang tight. Uh, I finally had to catch up with BJ the day after. And uh, it's okay. It's all good. Now she's had a chance to think about all this. Uh, you're listening to The Drive All Across America today in Las Vegas. Well, at least for several days in Las Vegas, putting together a show give you guys a smattering of what happened at the Consumer Electronics Show. We'll be right back and talk more with DJ. Stay with us. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm a Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, I got to tell you, there's nothing better than going to a trade show, walking 13 miles with plantar fasciitis. <laughs> I'm telling you what, uh, if it hadn't been for BJ taking me over to uh, a, a orth, orth, orthopodic, orth, orthopedic, orthotic, whatever, one of those words, get a new pair of shoes, I don't know. But I got to tell you, these shoes are the best. They, they're the stupidest looking old nurse shoes they look like something a nurse from 1952 would be wearing, you know. Um, I told my wife, I said, if they were hot pink, I would be wearing them. I don't care. But as you get older, it's so bizarre. I have all these strange things, you know, swollen prostate, big foot, you know. <laughs> you're big foot? That's awesome. Drippy eye. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so weird. As I, you know, because you and I have been doing trade shows for what, 35 years? 
God, yes. You know, yes. BJ Colleen here. So BJ and I, we kind of went our own direction. We got there and we got like, you go that way, I'll go this way. And we would bump into each other a couple of times and, and go, what'd you see? What'd you see? But I got to say, there's like this whole flying car thing, you know. I wanted to talk to the guys about this one flying car. But it, it, the people, there was too many people. It was like I couldn't even get near the the darn thing. So I, I took a couple pictures and I kept moving. But I think there was a couple of them there. Did you see anything? Yeah, the one I saw, and please, God, don't make me pronounce it, X Peng Arrow 18. There are a lot of Chinese companies. Yeah, there, but yeah. The modular flying car, it's weird because... It's a car and a personal flying transport all at one. Right. So it's an extended range electric vehicle, and it can provide continuous recharging for the air module that goes in the back. It's a six by six all wheel drive rear wheel steering vehicle. Oh, I didn't see and this. It, one. it can go off road too. Oh. When you open the back, it actually the vehicle kind of looks like a Tesla Cybertruck. But once <laughs> the back glass is open, the electric vertical takeoff and landing human piloted air module pops out of the back. God. And again, you get in it and you it's a two seater cockpit and it has great views and then you just take off in it. So it's not like you're flying a whole car. You're just flying part of it. The only problem is you got to get back to your car. At some oh, point. that's bizarre. It was really, really wild. Now, just a I concept, think, though, right? Just a concept. Yeah, yeah. All concepts. yeah of it's, course. It's nothing that. Yeah, this is going to happen right now. So. Yeah, never going to happen anyway. No. And, then, <laughs> and then other new technologies I saw from Goodyear. Yeah. Was their sightline tires. And you know how you have tire pressure monitoring systems now, right? right? Yep. Well, this one, it not only does the monitoring, but it tells you all kinds of information about the tire, about the road ahead. It can tell you, you know, when the tire's low. It can tell you what the tread life is. It can tell you, hey, you might be doing some hydroplaning coming up. So be careful with the hydroplaning on water. Wow. Just a lot of technology inside the tire as well as the vehicle. So I thought that was kind of cool from Goodyear Tires. It's called Sightline Tires. Yeah. They call it Sea Beyond Tires. I love that tagline. I like that one a lot. So that was kind of cool. I don't know if you got a chance to go to the Brunswick display. No. I know the boats, the Sea Ray boats. I was talking to this guy at the Sea Ray boat, and they had this other boat, the Whaler. And I was blown away. They have Mercury outboard engines oh. on there. You sent B- me a picture of that. <laughs> yeah. B12 engines, 600 horsepower apiece. There were three on the back of this ship. Oh and I, I say ship, yacht. It's just absolutely incredible. That Mercury Marine, who's been producing outboard motors for, you know, as long as you and I have been alive. Right. Created. <laughs> and they're beautiful. You saw the picture. I mean, whoa. So that kind of blew me away, even though it wasn't really automotive. Huge. Um, yeah. Been fast introduced their little bitty SUV called VF3. Mm. So we'll see what happens with them. And even LG, who you know is you guys are using for your refrigerators and everything else, they introduced a vehicle called Able, which is Alpha and Able to drive new possibilities about future mobility concept focuses on the quality time spent on the road and in your vehicle. So and, yeah. everybody, everybody's getting into the car business. Amazon and and LG, and it's yeah. just mind-boggling. You know, the, the manufacturers thought they had competition from within the manufacturers. Now it's everybody's got their hands in this. So. You know what? All I want is I want my mini fridge to just, <laughs> it's like, a, come here. I need some more food. And the thing will just, you know, motivate itself over to me. I can get in there, eat my food, and it goes back and puts itself up against the wall again. 
They that, have that. It's called cool. last mile delivery robots. <laughs> See? So they got everything. They, they got everything. I'm playing Boogie Wonderland because it just seems so appropriate. <laughs> All right, BJ. Well, thank you for, uh, you know, hanging out. And I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to uh, get you on microphone there at the end. But uh, I couldn't have anyway. <laughs> this works. This works. Yes. It's the day after. All right. Uh, well, that's about it. CES was awesome. The Consumer Electronics Show. Um, all I can say is I can't wait till next year. I had a blast. I'm, I hope my fan plantar fasciitis is gone. And I'm gonna. I, I, you know what? I understand preparation H works really good on plantar fasciitis. I'm gonna go try that right now. All right. See you, everybody. Bye bye. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.